Hey guys, welcome to today's episode of the Top Producing Zone podcast. I'm Michael Jin. And I'm your co-host, Shane Carvalho. And we have a really good episode for you guys today. We um, And it's good timing because Shane and I were just talking about it this morning. But today we're going to talk about why realtors really struggle to build momentum and either grow their business when they're first starting out or take their business to that next level if they've been doing it for a while. Yeah, no, this is a great topic. And, you know, me after 20 plus years in the business, I mean, I've had my share of loss of momentum. And I've also witnessed, you know, a lot of agents that come in and do well and fizzle out or some agents that never really get it going. And um, there's definitely some different different factors that contribute to that. And uh, I mean, you know, you being I mean, you've been in the business for a bit, too. But I mean, I guess we can start out with maybe your perspective because I got two or three that I want to hit, but you know, you want to go ahead and kick it off. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. And it, it, it is, it is kind of ironic that we were just talking about it this morning and how, you know, you and I were reflecting on just the last, you know, three years that we've known each other and, you know, we've got, we're, we're going through this process of really trying to build out our network our, of agents, our team of agents here in the Bay area. Um, but also around California and around the nation. And we've had some turnover, you know, um, some agents, you know, have stayed with us and been successful. Others have decided to pursue different things. And, you know, one of the things I, I was thinking about is like why, especially with new agents that join us, why they, they fail to build that momentum. I think, you know, one of the first reasons I thought of was, I think oftentimes as a new agent, you don't really know what direction to kind of take yourself. And so you kind of try to learn as much as you can. You know, there's so much training, especially like our brokerage, like EXP, we offer so much training. And I think agents sometimes drown themselves almost in the amount of training that's offered. And what they fail to do is actually just like go and do it, you know? Well, like it's like you're out of a fire hose though too, right? Like with the amount of resources that they have now, that's why to minimize that, I try to get them to pick two or three things to focus on, ignore all the rest. There's too much noise, which, you know, when you get overwhelmed, you kind of just throw your hands up in the air. You're like, what do I, I mean? I don't know what I'm learning. I don't know how to apply it. Right. I think you're, I think you're absolutely right. I think, you know, one of the things we talked about for ourselves personally this year is let's focus on two or three things that we know we can commit to, that we know we can commit the time and effort and energy to that we're, you know, that's going to help us in our business versus trying to do everything all at once and not really mastering any particular area. And I think in the long run, that really hurts, um, especially with new agents. Well, and the thing is, is that bandwidth, even though we're seasoned, you know, bandwidth still has its limitations. And um, so really taking two or three things and trying to master those, it's not just because we don't have the knowledge it's because there's only so much time in a day and, and you really, if you're going to really succeed, you have to get really good at those specific things because being average at three things is worse than being really good at one thing. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think one, one thing I always tell new agents is, you know, just go and do, go and learn by doing. If you're going to fail, fail fast, fail, learn from how, why you failed pivot from that, learn from that experience and do it differently next time. But if all you're doing is just, you know, watching YouTube videos or going from one session to another in terms of like training and you're not applying it into what you're act into like practical 
if you're not applying it to what you're doing on a daily basis to like forward your business, then you're not really doing anything at all. No, it's true. Well, and the other thing too, is that I'll see newer, newer agents trying to perfect how their logo shows up, or I got to get this perfect cut of this video or this home tour. Yeah. Poorly done, but out there is better than like wasting time, never done. And Hey, I was even later in my career, I've been guilty of that. Cause you know, that's the one thing I wasn't good at was putting out video before. And that was my hold back. I was so worried about what people were going to think. So I can't just sit here and talk trash about that specific thing, but I understand it. And now I just go for it. Like whatever I'm over, whatever people think. I mean, after the near death experience last year, it's like new perspective on life. I mean, there's bigger things to worry about than how you come out on video. No, I mean, it's, it's totally true. And like, I, I was, I was the same way, you know, like me being an engineer and my background, my training and my, my upbringing is, you know, very detail oriented and wanting everything to be perfect. And that's why I struggled so much doing video and doing social media is because the way I used to prepare for these types of things, if I had to do a presentation was I would try to write out like word for word what I'm going to say, and then I would try to memorize it and then I would feel comfortable saying it. And so the biggest struggle for me doing video is like every time I try to do it, I'd mess up. And then in my head, I'd be like, oh crap. And I go into this like downward like spiral. And I just, it would, it would literally stop me from doing any more video that day. Um, and I think to your point is just like, you gotta, you gotta work through that mental barrier and just not give a crap. Well, I'm guilty like, of the I, perfection. I, I was going to, sorry, I didn't mean to talk over <laughs> you, but I'm just saying the perfection thing, you know, that's a big deal for me too. So that's, that was a big reason as well. Yeah. And it's just one of those things where it's like, to your point, getting something out there that's not perfect is better than not getting anything out there at all. And it's interesting because when you talk to other people who have taken that journey, when it comes to like social media and doing video, at least, who have become very successful, one of the things they'll share, and I totally agree with this because you know I'm seeing it now too, is I think people will actually really appreciate seeing you go on that journey as well. Like people don't want to just see like, especially this day and age where like everything on social media is, you know, posh or perfect or like, you know, everybody's presenting this great image of themselves. I think there's something actually really nice about people seeing your first videos and being like, oh, you know, hey, he or she's putting themselves out there. I get to know a little bit about them. And now I get to follow them on their journey to see how they continually get better. And there's something about that that's really relatable to people who are watching out there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. And it's funny because when you were just talking about the whole perfection thing, then I realized I remembered that we both have that same issue, <laughs> but we've both come a long way. Cause I look at some of the first stuff I put out. I look at some of the first stuff you put out and I'm just like, Oh my God, deer in headlights, man. You've come well, a long you remember way. The first time you were here in this office and we were like recording our videos I don't, I don't even know where they are now, but like, I remember you actually were, to me, you came off more natural for me. I was like deer in the headlights, like, Oh, I hope I don't mess up. Dude, <laughs> what was, am I trying to say? <laughs> you know, you're, you're definitely entertaining. That was actually, that was amusing for me, actually. <laughs> I know you're, you're Mr. Natural now, but, um, but yeah, I guess that that's obviously one big, one big thing. And then I think, you know, another thing is that 
let's say they get through the pitfalls of not being overloaded and drinking out of the fire hose um, and they do pick some things, um, then there's the whole, I want instant gratification. Oh, yeah. Like, I better get 10 deals off of this tomorrow. If I do this for a month and I get zero deals, I give up, I'm done. So um, I think it's part of that. There's a couple parts to that. Number one is not biting off more than you can chew. For instance, I'm really big on the, you know, sending postcards to a geographic farm. Yeah. But you have to send them every month. And I tell agents, be ready to commit to at least a year. Make sure that what it costs that you're going to be spending each month that you can commit to that. Because if you're just going to do two or three months and be done and maybe five months later, do it again. I mean, that's not going to do you any good. So, I mean, there's there's basically not biting off more than you can chew and then being consistent. The other issue is, and I've been guilty of this, is you get caught up in a wave of production and you don't keep pushing your marketing. So another big issue is, you basically get to this valley in your business and then that's when you start marketing. But then it takes like till over here to finally get things going again. So you end up with these big peaks and valleys that can become deserts because you really need to market when you're on top of your game. When things are going well, that's when you really need to be pushing it all out there to try and eliminate those peaks and valleys and kind of stabilize your business a little more. And so, you know, that that's another thing. But I mean, did you want to chime in on either one of those? No, I mean, I think it's I think what you're saying is super key in terms of just how important consistency is. Right. And I think it's I think a lot of agents come into the business or they see real estate as this this glamour business. Right. I think what they don't see is the the toil, the sweat. Wow, I can't believe I just used the word toil. There's your vocabulary word for the day. Uh, they see all the all the sweat, all the tears, all the like. They don't see the the frustration that goes into the kind of the day to day. They don't see the grind. And to your point, I think like what a lot of agents who fail to build momentum lack is really like the patience, right? The patience and really the long term vision. Like, what are you exactly working towards, right? Are you just working towards that next paycheck? Because if you're working for that next paycheck, you're going to lose focus right away, right? Like when you go into one of those valleys, like, I mean, you're going to lose any kind of motivation or or fortitude that you have, right? Like you, you're probably going to give up super quickly because you're like, oh, I need to do something else to get, to get paid. Um, but I think, you know, the other thing I want to bring up that you mentioned was, and you know, and you, I want you to share about this a little bit more because you recently had an experience about this, and I totally believe in this. Is that one thing about being consistent, whether it's with your physical mailers, whether it's doing your YouTube videos, whether it's doing your social media postings, is that you're really building a lot of content, a lot of things for people out there to see. That's always going to be out there, um, and you never know who's watching. And you never know when it's going to pay off. And you have a story that's that recently happened to you that like fits that statement perfectly. So do you want to share about that a little bit? Sure. Yeah. Well, we're coming up on, I'm going to date myself right now, but our 30th high school reunion. And it was interesting. One of my high school classmates that moved out of the area uh, reached out to me recently. And unfortunately, she had you know loss in the family and had a property here locally that they were going to be considering selling. And, you know, and she mentioned, hey, we always knew that when we do anything there, we we're going to use you. We we see you. We watch 
what you do on social media. And, um, and it's interesting because you always hear this, right? When people are talking about like what you put online is evergreen, like YouTube and everything else. Um, it's not that I don't believe it, but because I wasn't doing as much of that, I just really hadn't been experiencing it. Um, yeah, I've gotten a lot of business from social media platforms from different aspects. Heck, I've even, you know, seen like someone, oh yeah, I just got my license, reach out to see if they're interested in working with you or had someone say, yeah, I'm thinking about selling my house and I reach out to them. So it's like, it's not that I don't get business from that. It's just the fact that this whole new thing that I've been hearing a lot about, hey, you never know who's watching, people are watching, they might not be seeing anything. Well, I just experienced that where someone had been watching for a while and now there was an opportunity, <clears throat> they needed help and they reached out and they already knew how my business was done, what we did, the quality, um, just what a positive experience it was that it's almost like what you put out there online already edified you in their eyes to where they don't need references or resources to check on you. They're just like, oh yeah, this is our guy. And um, so, you know, I... I think that that can obviously translate to a newer agent that I'm pushing to work their sphere and be putting things out there. And I think what you can share because you missed the boat on one is being a secret agent, right? So new agents making sure that their sphere knows they're in real estate, putting out content to say they're in real estate. Cause if not, Mr. Jen, what happened to you? Didn't somebody uh, buy a house without more, you? More, more than one person, uh, two really good friends, um, when this was when I first, you know, created my like real estate account and and share that I was a realtor and I was trying to build out my business within like in less than a month, I had two people reach out to me and they're like, oh, darn it. Like, we wish we had known sooner that you were like in real estate. We had forgotten if we had known we would have asked you to sell and, you know, help us buy our new home or help us sell our current home. And these are people that work at, you know, the tech companies and they're buying in like Los Gatos and Saratoga. So I probably like missed out on a good like 8 million just right there across two people. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's not just don't be a secret agent. Again, it goes back to consistency too. Is like people are so busy with their day-to-day -day lives that they need reminders too. So it's it's announce yourself, don't be a secret agent but then continuously put out content because you never know. Like, you know, I used to, when I first started putting out content, I used to be really guilty of this part too, is again, I think it goes back to the instant gratification part of it where, you know, you put out something or you send out a mail or you're, and you're like super proud of yourself. I feel really proud of myself because I was like, Oh, I got something out. And then you just like sit there and you're like, Oh, when is somebody going to reach out to me? Or like, you know, if you have like a phone number on like your physical mailer that you can track, Oh, I wonder when somebody's going to call. Or, oh, how many likes am I going to get with, with that post? And that is a that is a hole you do not want to put yourself in. No. Um, because it's very easy to like get yourself into a very negative like headspace with that and lose mm -hmm. confidence and lose momentum, right? Instead, I think what helped me is going from that to a mindset of, you know, and I think this comes back to vision. I think it comes back to like picking the one or two or three things that you really want to focus on in your business. Like for me, it's going to be, you know, I want to focus on social media. I'm focusing on Instagram, right? I'm focusing on helping realtors build their business, giving them like mindset tips from my own experience um, with either business or just personal, how I've overcome challenges in my, in my life. 
mm-hmm. and you know sharing that with people out there. And it's just a matter of being consistent. Like I could get 10 likes on one post. I could get 100 likes on another post. I think not letting the the up and ups and downs affect me, but really like like realizing that my vision, my focus is on getting my message out on social media, focusing on that, making sure I'm consistent with that. And I think the mindset shift for me there is realizing, hey, you know, I I don't know, none of us knows when something we put out might actually connect with somebody who's viewing our account, whether for the first time or for the hundredth time um, until, you know, something clicks with them and they reach out. But I, you know, I I choose to believe that like what I'm putting out there is speaking to somebody. Well, yeah. But the other thing too, is that look what you're already setting yourself up up for. Like you're assuming that a like means they liked or they might come out to you for business. How about the people that aren't people that are out there liking stuff? Maybe they saw it and they reach out. Like, you get so wooed by likes when really what's more important is your reach. Yeah. Are you getting outside of your circle? You're staying in front of your circle, which is great. But then are you reaching outside of your circle for growth? Yeah. You know, when I look at some of the insights on some of my stuff, it's like, oh, you reached 800 people in your circle and 32 outside. It's like, you know, I'd love to like make that number bigger. I mean, we've kind of, this is all good and we're going the right direction, but just to touch back on consistency and, and not have instant, you know, not expect instant gratification, everything. I know I bring up books a lot, but because I'm a Mr. Instant gratification guy, I'm telling you, if you read books, like, and I've mentioned this on previous episodes, like books, like chop wood, carry water, the compound effect. I mean, books like this, are so key at mentally preparing you for the journey and that it's a journey and that you can have success along the way, but that it's a constant thing in motion. It isn't, I did this today, so I get this tomorrow, but it should be like, I'm doing this today, but it's like this, you know, and maybe it's just barely like this, right? But it's not like this, you know, it's like, I did this today. I got this. Oh, I didn't do anything tomorrow. I did. No, it's, it's, it's a slow journey. It's a slow build. And then look, I mean, years in, like, look at kind of where I'm at. I mean, have I been perfect on staying in touch with my database? Have I done the best I could do? No. I mean, I got myself involved in a lot of things. And at times I haven't reached or, or how do I say this? I haven't maximized to the capacity what I can do with my sphere. But I've done enough that year in, year out, I know there's 20 to $30 million in sales that are going to come in just from past clients or referrals. Like that's just, that's been established. But when I started 20 years ago, I didn't even know that that was a thing. Like I never even really, I mean, this is a lot of it's been learned through coaching, through experience, et cetera. And you also find yourself as you start your journey. So if you're having a hard time building momentum, one of the problems can be that you're trying to be a certain person. Like sometimes that people tell me, I want to be a buyer's agent and I just want to do 55 and over. Or I want to do, it's like, no, like don't isolate yourself. Don't brand, don't label yourself. Go out there and get everything you can to start. Start building experience. Start doing the business. Just start doing. I don't care if you sell three mobile homes before you sell a house. Who cares? Just go do it. Start building momentum because that's building momentum. Start selling, building momentum. And you're going to, like, there's a lot of things that are going to happen. Number one, you're going to find your stride. You're going to find 
kind of the stroke on, oh my gosh, I'm really good at listings. Or, oh my gosh, I love buyers. Like you're going to kind of find your stride. And when you establish yourself enough, you can start being more choosy about what you want to do. So number one is you're going to find your stride and what you like to do. Number two, you're going to find your people. And you're going to find your people not even knowing who your people were. Sometimes people do. But keep in mind that, like, I don't know. I don't want to make any bad analogies, so I won't. I'll just get to the point on this. But you come, like, preloaded. I don't know. I'm not a techie guy, but I'm going to make a stupid analogy to a computer. No, 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 like, no. you know how you can buy computers that yeah. already come with certain things, right? Yeah. It's like, so when you come into your real estate career, you already come with certain things. Like, like okay, for instance, like you love wine. You're like a wine connoisseur. I freaking love saltwater fishing. I love to barbecue. Like, it's interesting because, um, you know, like I like to travel. And so, you know, when you start kind of getting a little further and building momentum, you'll start finding yourself really connecting with people who have a lot of similar interests and everything. So instead of trying to create who you think your business is, if you're 20 years old, you're like, yeah, I'm going to go sell, you know, adult, you know, retirement homes to baby boomers, you know, like, I mean, dude, you're 20. That That's probably like your grandma at this point. And it's <laughs> like, you know, you're probably not, you know, part of the bridge club right now. Like, I'm not saying you can't do it. You shouldn't help. Like I like, cause here's the thing. I'm diverse. Like I like helping everybody. Obviously I work on a lot of referrals and you know, sometimes I'm selling a mobile home or I'm doing like, I love helping our veterans. I do a few VA loans a year. I love helping veterans. I thought about going to the military. I never did, but I really connect with veterans and I've built some great relationships. Some of my best friendships, even my veteran clients, but you know, in the 55 and over community, I've sold a bunch of homes there. Like, so it's like, I'm not saying you can't do it, but I'm just saying like, when you're new and you're trying to build momentum, work in the familiar territory, take whatever comes at you. But when you're focusing, focus on like the low hanging fruit, like what's more natural. Anyway, I know I'm hogging the mic here, but I just, I get fired up about no, that because it seems like a, such a, a mic drop. Easy that's thing a mic drop right there. You. <laughs> a mic drop. Yeah. I already dropped this. That's why this is number two. I know. I know. <laughs> you yeah, gotta stop I, dropping those mics. Yeah, don't, don't drop it anymore. You're gonna need to <laughs> in a few in a bit. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. Now, if you're watching on YouTube or streaming this on your podcast platform, if you could do us a favor, leave a comment down below and let us know where you're listening or watching the show from today. It greatly helps with the algorithm and helps us get reach out to more people who need or want to hear what we have to say. We greatly appreciate it. And now back to the show. Well, I mean, I, I, it is interesting, like what you're saying too, because I, I, I feel like, you know, another reason I was reflecting on like why people, like agents fail to build momentum is sometimes, yeah, they have this preconceived notion. They kind of box themselves in. But also there's times where I think you, you, you have to learn how to develop really tough skin. And I think sometimes it's a self-confidence problem too. Like, you to your point, like when you're first building out your business, like you're not going to have potentially that big as big of a sphere as you know someone like you have now. So like get the low hanging fruit, but you know be open to like different opportunities that come. But really, like you have to also be comfortable or get, learn how to become comfortable with things that maybe you weren't comfortable with before. Like for me, um, cold calling, <laughs> I hate. Um, getting on video, I hate, um, doing impromptu, like 
speech, not speeches, but just like talking off the cuff, like we're doing with this podcast, I used to freaking hate. Um, but I think the more you do it, you just have to become comfortable with the uncomfortable, right? You have to be comfortable with, you know, if somebody, if you talk to a client, potential client, and they reject you, you have to be comfortable with, you know, maybe the potential clients having a bad day, they yell at you, right? Um, you have to not internalize it as an attack on yourself, but I mean, hey, maybe they're having a bad day. Maybe there is something you said that you could do better next time, but you just have to be uncomfortable. You have to be comfortable like making those mistakes, getting, embracing the uncomfortableness and moving forward. No, that's a good, that's a good point. And yeah, if you don't have thick skin and you wear that, it's going to make you not have the right energy to approach the next client. And the next client could be your $5 million beach house, but you were yeah. feeling down because of the previous client. Exactly. So that, that is really important too. I mean, at the end of the day, and I mean, look, successful salespeople are emotional beings. Like I've always been an emotional being. That's just who I am. And a lot of times things do become very personal because the business is very personal for me. But having energy and being fired up and and not becoming a victim of the circumstance will take you far. Like even if you're new and inexperienced, whatever, it doesn't matter. Not taking it personal and staying on your game is so worth it. It's so worth it. Like I said, you're going to find your people and you're not even trying to find your people. Yeah. You're going to find your people. And Joe Blow having a bad day might not even be your people or maybe he's just having a bad day, but move on. It's his loss, right? Yeah. yeah. It's his, just move on. Just keep, keep marching, <clears throat> keep marching to the next. And uh, the other thing too is like, even after all these years in the business, like I, I had a bad stretch of clients. Like, you know, we all run into challenges and right now, I mean, I have the best, like, I don't want to say the best for clients here that's going to be like, wait, I thought it was the best. But no, what I'm saying is I'm just on a really good run right now with the people that I'm working with. I mean, I have, I don't know, 10, 15 plus different transactions that I'm working on. And I love working with all these people. Some of them are repeat, some are referrals, but it there's nothing wrong with actually being impacted by that. Like that makes me happy. There's nothing wrong with good clients making you happy. Just like there's nothing wrong with a client that's crappy making you feel bad. It's, it's how you deal with it and how you move on. Yeah. You know, if it, you know, just basically just take the hit, then brush it off and you're good to go. Right. Like do that. That's good. But <clears throat> telling you if you're Debbie Downer after that, and that happens at 10 in the morning, you just lost a whole day. And in our market, if you want to talk numbers, I mean, you probably just lost a $40,000 commission on a transaction because you were busy sulking, you know, like, um, so yeah, I, I, I'm glad you brought that up because that's something I wasn't even thinking about talking about. So yeah, thanks for sharing. Cause I think that's definitely very important. No, it's, 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 it's really a big mindset shift here to what you're saying is like, I think, I think criticism or like feedback is, is great. I think negative, like not negative, but like having some bad clients is actually really good for you as, as a realtor. And it's good for your business because builds that muscle. Then, it builds the muscle, right? You learn how to deal with adversity and it also makes you appreciate it even more. I think when you have those good clients. Oh, and, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
and it reminds me of like I, I think I posted this on one of my like motivational Monday posts on my social media recently, where it's like criticism is really good, um, but when you internalize it and you let it affect who you are or you let it impact and shape who you are as a person, that's when like you dig yourself a hole that you can't get out of, right? I think it's okay when somebody criticizes you. It's okay if you have a negative experience. You know, the best way that I've learned to deal with it is just to reflect on not just my emotions, what's causing my emotions in that instance, but also like reflecting on what was said, right? And trying as best as I can to to look at it from a look at it from a third party perspective and say, okay, like what were they actually trying to say? You know. Um and was what they were actually trying to say something that's valid, you know, something that I can improve on. And if it's not, just let it go to your point, right? If it is, you know, they may not have said it in the right way. There might have been a lot of emotionally charged words behind it, but potentially the message could be helpful to me, right? And that's where the reflection takes part. And it's like, okay, if the message is helpful to me, then what can I do about it going forward? Yeah, well, I mean, I think that regardless, even when they might be in the wrong, there's got to be a certain level of empathy, but then also continuing to be a good listener and not escalating the yeah. situation, staying very calm and being a good listener yeah. at moments like that is very important. Becoming combative, quick to respond and not listening can actually fuel the fire. So oh, it absolutely can. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I've been tested. I mean, I've had clients witness me be tested I am proud of myself for how far I've come in this department. Like literally brokers can drop straight up F-bombs and yell at me and I'll be like this. I'll be level. And they look like idiots. They can't think clearly. They say, I mean, fortunately, that doesn't happen too often. But I did have this broker from the Bay Area a couple of years ago. Just, I don't know. I don't know what was going on in his life, but clearly he had to unload on somebody. And it happened to be me and my client. And we really didn't even do anything. He just like. You know, we were just trying to work out, um, trying to buy out a three-year lease. My client made the mistake of getting in a three-year lease. And, uh, you know, one of my favorite clients, Robert, I'm not going to oh, say yeah. any other yeah. names to it or identify because yes. we want to protect people's privacy. But, you know, Robert was on that call and he just, he told me that story the other day. He's like, I cannot believe how calm you sat there and you actually made all the points and you completely won that battle and you never raised your voice or said one bad word. I go, Robert, honestly, 20 years ago, that was not the case. I'd be like probably reaching through the phone and, and strangling this guy and trying to yell louder. Um, it it takes, um, that's another muscle. Well, we talked about already kind of building the muscle, but that's that muscle to stay level and to really be able to take it in. But then by staying level, it allows you to be able to make clear responses. I know we're going probably a little deeper than we want to for this specific episode, but <clears throat> you kind of got me going on that, and I just have to. Well, no, and I think I, I I think it's a really I think it's a really important like topic, and I it's you know whether and we you know we talked about this at the beginning, like sometimes in the business you'll have you'll have peaks and you'll have valleys, but I think whether you're dealing with people, whether you're dealing with yourself, whether you're dealing with your business, learning how to manage like your emotions, how you let like emotions impact your mindset and who you are is actually a very important skill to like, to hone and to improve on. And, you know, we talked about books earlier and you've read this book, I'm sure like 
I, I find myself always constantly going back and rereading this book um, because it's, it's always, you I always feel like I glean like some more nuggets from it, but it's Dale Carnegie's, you know, how to win friends and influence people. Oh yeah. And it, it's <clears throat> one of those things like earlier you talked about, like one of the key points that he mentions in the book is be a good listener, right? But also be genuinely interested in people, even if they're being really crappy to you, because if you're genuinely interested in somebody as you're interacting with them, it does allow you to go kind of beyond what you're witnessing, like just straight coming at you, right? Like right. if you're having a bad mood, it, it helps you not focus on the bad mood, but really think about, okay, like try to try to put yourself in their shoes and be like, oh, what's causing them to be upset, right? What's causing what's causing this right now? Um, and I think not only, it not only helps you, it not only helps them, but it also helps you in terms of listening to their points and being able to craft the best response. And it's okay to, re it's okay to repeat what they say Yeah. to, to really help you, you know, like, um, first of all, by repeating, it'll allow you to really pause and hear what they're saying. Yep. And that can also help you not be overstimulated, you know, and, and elevate, you know, like it'll keep you level. Yep. And then they're also going to feel heard, which hopefully will temper the continued escalation. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, well, I mean, anything else that you want to, you know, kind of talk about in terms of why agents fail to build momentum? I think that, I mean, this could go on and on because there is a lot, yeah. but, um, I think, and I know this comes up and I've said this a million times, so I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I mean, you really like this business, the difficulty, uh, I know some people make it sound like, oh, it's so easy, you know, slinging houses, whatever, but you really have to love it. Like you really have to be passionate and be willing to put in the work to be in this business. You cannot, yeah. if you're here for the money, I'm not saying that you can't be here for the money and make your money, but because um, there are agents that come in, they just turn and burn, right? Buy leads, farm, just one shot, right? Let me just sell this house. I don't care if they ever work with me again. I'm not going to talk to them, whatever. Yeah. Like, sure, maybe you can do that. But honestly, like, I think before, like, if you find yourself struggling to build momentum or to have success, maybe in the process of trying to figure out what it is, Take a step back once you've had a taste and figure out like, okay, is this really what I want to do? Because maybe being an agent isn't really what you want to do, but maybe from getting a taste of this, maybe there's a support role you like, you know, maybe you want to be a referral agent, you know, maybe this gave you a taste for, Hey, I really want to focus on investment or maybe I'd like to assist like a top producer. Maybe I enjoy just the certain pieces, but, but I think that when you're struggling to build momentum and we talked about this morning, this is not for everybody. And this is year 24 for me. I can tell you right now, it's never been the market. It's never the market's fault. If you're not making in this business, it's never the market. I, I will say that to everyone, if someone disagrees, that's fine. But so when you're evaluating why you're not having success, if you truly are being consistent, you truly are putting in the time and the work and it's still not happening, reevaluate where your heart's at. Yeah. 
Because going through the motions doesn't determine success. Yeah, consistency determines success. But if you're in it mentally, like going through the motions, you can say, well, I'm being consistent. I'm showing up every day. But, you know, if you're fired up when you're on the phone, like earlier, we were talking about this, right? Like if you're like glum, like, uh, you know, I'm here putting in my hour comment. I mean, seriously, like people are going to when I talk to people, I'm freaking fired up. Like I'm fired up. You know what I mean? It's like. I'm excited, yeah. right? People feel your excitement. And then when they're like, oh my God, not only can this guy talk my ear off, but this guy actually knows what he's doing. I mean, the bond you build with people, it's incredible. And so that's super important. Make sure that you really are in the right business. I think that's probably the maybe one of the last pieces to consider when you are trying to figure out why you're not building momentum. No, I mean, I, I, I think it's a great point. I think you like coming back and evaluating, um, evaluating what really drives you and what your goals are, what your vision is. Right. And, and really do that reflection and be honest with yourself. Like is real estate the right thing for me? Because like you said, there's so many different other tangents or parallels related to real estate that right. someone could potentially go down and be successful. But if you don't do the reflection, you won't know. And you'll just feel like you're grinding in real estate in a role that you didn't like doing in, to begin with. Yeah. And I mean, over the years, you know, I've met people that are in supporting roles that have been in the business for a long time. They love the business, but from a supporting role. And some people question them like, why would you not want to do? Because they don't. That's not their personality match. They're fulfilled doing what they're doing. They're enjoying it from their perspective. And you know what? Shout out to them for actually finding their role. Yeah. Shout out to them for not having to keep failing to figure it out. Like yeah. they just figured it out. Maybe they failed first, but still like they're in their role. They've been doing it for years. They're doing it well, even like transaction coordinators. I know some great transaction coordinators. I mean, with the amount of transactions they turn, how knowledgeable are they about the process? Yeah. doesn't mean they're good agents. Some of them could possibly be agents and do okay, but they're like, no, I'm, I'm a transaction coordinator. That's what I like to do. I'm good at it. I have my steady pay. I have my balanced schedule, you know, and, and it works. And so, um, so yeah, I think that when you're talking about building momentum, just, yeah, we have all these tips to how to build momentum and what you should do. But then there's also the final evaluation when everything else you've done isn't working. Like, okay, well, did I pick the right role? Is this really for me? And it's okay if it's not. It doesn't make you a bad person or a loser. I mean, I can tell you a lot of things I wouldn't be good at. And don't even make any IT cracks right now because, you know, that, that could be I learned. I wasn't going to bring it up first. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I even open up that can of worms? But no, that, that's all I got, Michael. That's all I got for today. I think this, is, I think this was a great start to uh, talking about, you know, what it takes to build momentum and kind of like our tips and, you know, our experiences. And I, um, I like what we covered and, you know, obviously for anybody out there listening or watching, if you want to dig deep, always happy to do a one-on-one -on -one and uh, evaluate what you're dealing with and give you my opinion. Yeah, no, I think, and I think we'll end on that. Like, you know, we, we talked about a lot of things in depth today, but there's so much to cover with this topic. I mean, there's so much to cover. We might as we may, you know, sometime down the road, do a, do a second episode on this, but you know, no matter where you are in your business, if you do find yourself struggling, you know, please reach out to Shane, please reach out to myself. Um, we'll include our contact information in the description for this episode. 
Um, and you know, we're, we're happy to, to, to hear, to listen to where you are in your journey and try to help you out, you know, based on chains, you know, 20 plus years in the business. And, you know, my experience as a consultant, just helping businesses grow and be successful, you know, we're, we're there for you. So don't be a stranger, take that first step and, uh, reach out to us. So with that, um, really appreciate you guys for listening today's, to today's episode. Um, hope you found some useful nuggets in there. And uh, we'll catch you next time on the Top Producing Zone podcast. Thanks, guys. That's a wrap. See you soon.